Join me right now is Bellator veteran Kai Wu. Hey, is it kind of weird to say that you're a, a veteran of something since you're so yeah. still so young? Yeah, I mean, definitely, but uh, still looking for those those Bellator wins, you know. Um, but but definitely, it does feel weird saying that I already had two Bellator fights in my first pro year. You know, it's kind of it's very a uh, cool surreal experience because like like just two years ago. I was amateur doing my first amateur fight uh, two and a half years ago. And then I was watching Bellator fights. And I'm like, yeah, one day I'll be on there. And I just didn't expect the turnaround time to be so soon. You know, like, I didn't expect to get on there two years later, like my second pro fight. And, you know, I'm already on Bellator. Didn't expect that, you know, so it's really cool. Before we get into your first year as a pro, I wanted to talk about something that I'm interested in mostly is Asians never die. How did you hook yeah. up with them? <laughs> Um, they're actually like a Bay Area, uh, like, uh, I'd say it's like more like a movement, like a culture, you know, they just, they're, they're, uh, very supportive of like, you know, Asian athletes and, and, and people, um, they're just very supportive of Asians in general. Um, it's no, like, uh, it's no, like we're the best or anything like that. It's just, he just does want to, he, he does want to recognize the people that are putting in the work or, you know, like that are, that are working hard and celebrities artists you know um all that so um they reached out to me for my first fight in bellator they're like yo you know the sponsorship uh just you know have our logo on your shorts or something and they they've been very supportive of my movement they gave me a shout out too so i just thought the least i could do is you know wear their logo on the shorts and i know the owner of the brand um ty he's actually a very nice guy very supportive of all bay area you know, Asian people in general, you know, just he's always like when we don't get the spotlight, he tries to get it for us, you know. So I just appreciate him putting in the work that he does with that brand and just kind of giving me a, a shout out, you know, and all that stuff. So that's kind of how I got linked up with them. Very nice people. Very supportive. How big is it for you to be having the the Asian community behind you, you know, in the in, in California? It's huge. Um, I didn't expect it to kind of be like that at first but now it's like uh, it's not even just asian community anymore it's like just my generation like just um the older folks can kind of uh they, they can kind of respect where i'm coming from because of like uh my the way i am with my family you know like my parents uh, I, i'm very respectful and me and my mom have a good relationship as well as my dad so the older generation with the, the hard-ass parents you know like the parents that are super like ah you got to be a doctor a lawyer they can they can uh they feel what i'm going through when i fight and stuff because my parents weren't exactly the most supportive in the beginning but um now it's just not even just asians it's like i I, i'm i'm like there'd be uh hispanics just people from all sorts of uh, other nationalities that would reach out to me and they'd be like hey i i know exactly what you're talking about or like i respect what you're going through and you know what you're doing because um I'm trying to fight for and represent for like for the underdogs, you know, the people that are counted out or, you know, people that work really hard and don't get that chance to shine right away or they don't have somebody to look forward to. Like, you know, the grind, the person that I train six days a week, five to six days a week. I drive about three hours a day, you know, to and back from the gym. Um, so it does pay off at a certain point. But when when it's just kind of like a theory that everybody sees, you know, it's like everybody respects the rapper that makes it big, you know, or the movie actress or actor that makes it big, you know, and I think I'm starting to get 
somewhere. I, I haven't made it to where I wanted to yet, but I'm starting to get somewhere to where people are like, hey, you know, like we shouldn't give up. We should keep working. So <clears throat> fighting for those people and being um, trying to be like a positive influence, like no, you don't see me talking like Conor McGregor or, you know, like a John Jones, you know, or anything like that. So there's no like fake image that I'm putting on. It's just um, a martial artist image that I try to like. It's a lifestyle for me. So seeing uh, other people kind of get motivated by that this year was I, I it's 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 not only just a humbling experience for me. It's like I'm honored to see these guys like talk to me like they're either fans or like they're like, yeah, you like I thought about you and I wanted to be like what you are, you know, now even though they're an amateur so it's just kind of i don't know it's i can't i can't describe it you know it's just i never thought i'd be in this position to lead and uh, how comfortable i am at doing it it just kind of came naturally so i think that's the direction that i'm trying to go towards let's go back to your last fight bellator 206 versus isaiah gonzalez you said that you kind of played it safe in that fight you were very outspoken about the judges how do you assess the fight yourself? You said you won two rounds out of three. Looking yes. back at it, do you still believe that? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I have no question in my mind that uh, if I showed this fight to anybody with some sort of MMA knowledge, they would they would have scored the fight two rounds out of three. The third round, so, so the first round, I took him down three times. I took him down beginning of the round. I caught a kick, swept him. He got right back up. Um, round the, the problem with my last fight was I've never had a boring fight before. My last fight, I call it boring. I consider it boring. Um, the first round, I took him down three times. The right, ten seconds left, I faked a Superman punch and double egged him and took him down and held him there for the remainder of the round. Now we didn't exchange too many strikes, but I'm making a miss and you know, like I just I'm not getting hit in the first round. I just I feel like I was the more active guy. And, you know, I just did more. I took him down more too. He didn't take me down at all in the first, at all in the fight. Second round, I drop him in the first, uh, in the se- in the beginning of the second round. So I'm like, you got you automatically win that round if you drop somebody unless he t- takes me down for the remainder of the round or like drops me too or hits me a bunch. The thing is, none of that happened. I dropped him, and then in the third round, um, nothing happened really until the end of the the round, closer to a minute left. Um, he hit me with the right hand and it stumbled me. I wasn't necessarily rocked. If you watch the footage, it was the way I threw, I threw a left hook and he came with the right hand over the top. So my, my equilibrium was off balance, you know? And then, um, I shot in for a single leg because I'm like, he's getting excited. He has a minute left to try to finish me. And I'm like, let's just slow the pace down, you know, fight IQ stuff, obviously. So when I shot the single leg though, it was horribly timed and he sprawled me out. He ended up in uh, on top in my closed guard. And then he tried to ground and pound me for the rest of the duration of the fight. But there was not too much significant damage. If there was, you would have seen it in the post-fight pictures. You know, my face all cut up and stuff. You don't see much of that. So I was just kind of like, wow. Like, the judges thought it was a split decision. Okay, like, I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll live with a split decision win. And then when they announced his name, you know, I, I, it's nothing against him. He did his job. I have nothing. I have no problem with my opponent Isaiah you know I, I I'd love to ask him for a rematch but um it's just the judges like I realized um the way I thought I could have done a better job I, I don't want to blame the judges wholeheartedly because at the end of the day I feel like I should have just finished the fight I shouldn't have played it safe so um 
now my mindset is it's either I'm going to get submitted or knocked out or he's getting submitted and knocked out. I'm going forward with that mentality in my future fights because one, you're only as good as like your last fight. Like no disrespect to these fighters, but like Jake Shields or John Fitch, they've been known uh, people have, or GSP even. They've been known to call them like, you know, they've been known in the MMA community as possibly like boring fighters. And um, I don't. I appreciate their artwork and like, you know, their style and whatnot. But for me to represent, you know, in Asia, like martial arts in Asia, I don't think um, to grow the sport, you need, I'm not a talker like Connor. So I think I need to like show everybody like the exciting fights, you know, regardless if I win or lose, it's like, look at Donald Cerrone, you know, well-respected. How many fights has he lost? But he gets one win and, you know, it's just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the mentality behind it is just exciting fights. So I do want to be able to put on exciting fights and elevate the MMA scene here um, because I know there's going to be guys that are better than me and I know up up and comer the future generation of fighters are just going to be, you know, killers. So I want to open that door for the upcoming guys, you know. So by doing that, I, I have the opportunity right now to showcase MMA in Taiwan what it should look like, not taking people down and hold them there. I get it. It's If I need a win, I'll do what I need to win. But I just mean – stylistically wise too you know i want to make an exciting fight so for my upcoming fight it's it's either i get submitted or knocked out or he's getting submitted and knocked out you know there's going to be a different version of me however i'm not going to fight recklessly like just engaging you know you won't seem like trade with people i just mean i used to fight because it's competition now i kind of fight because it's war like you know the mentality's kind of switched uh i definitely flipped the switch on this one and i really put some thought into it and I think this is where um, people start seeing – because I, I still have to think people have seen the way I truly fight. I haven't lived up to expectations really. So I can't wait to show people like after getting my foot in the door you know, this year as a pro, can't wait to show everybody the actual like, okay, like there's no – the experience is settled in. I'm seasoned. You know, I, I know what I'm doing now, you know, more along the lines. I mean, I'm still always going to be learning, but I'm ready to show everybody some some sick stuff, you know, some highlight stuff. Every single time I fight, people should be expecting a highlight finish, either of me getting finished or knocked out or him, you know. So I'm not that fear is gone. The fear of getting finished is gone. I no longer have that. I no longer have fear at all, if any. Um, it's just to go out there and put on a good show. And, you know, it's not the end all be off. I lose, like I said, so. I, in my opinion, from studying some psychology and philosophy, it's scary when you fight a man with nothing to lose, you know, and he's not afraid of anything. So I, I carry that mentality with me when I go into the fight, my next fight specifically. Yeah, I look at combat sports as like a puzzle, and every fighter is a piece to that puzzle. And your job is to mold yourself into a piece that fits. So you, yeah. could, you could fit into that puzzle and succeed and get to the highest level, right? And everybody's different. And like you just said, maybe that is the biggest lesson that you learned from your first year as a pro. Moving forward, in 2019, you already got a fight lined up. First month of the year, the 12th. I think they changed the name of the promotion. Yeah, it's now Way of the Dragon. W-O-T-D. Um, it used to be RFC, Rain Fighting Championships, but I, however, I think uh, it was too close to Road FC uh, in, in, in Korea, mm -hmm. so they changed it. And also, I believe, from what I hear, they do have some interesting um, ideas. They want to branch out to China, and um, they're ever since the Demetrius Johnson trade, 
um, I think a lot of MMA organizations are now start started talking about trading. They have a Korean fighter on this upcoming card of mine, the, the WOTD, and they're thinking about trading fighters from RFC uh, Road Fighting Championships with you know um, WOTD and trading with fighters in Hong Kong. So um, the only reason why I know this stuff is because I was brought up in the trade. They might want to you know fly me out to Korea and fight uh, in Road FC or um, go to Hong Kong and fight just MMA. These are all potential talks, but uh, I'm a candidate for the trade and, you know, just kind of representing out there because I could speak English and Mandarin. So it's, I think it's a little bit easier in terms of marketing for them. And, you know, um, so far when I fought this year, you know, both my finishes have been in the first round. So I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's, good, uh, it's a good incentive for me to just kind of go, hey, you guys, I'll put on a good show, you know. And then that's just kind of the idea. That's why they changed the name because I believe they're branching out to China. Well, you know, whatever the name is, it's an opportunity for you. Way of the Dragon 3, you've fought on every show so far. So, you know, you, you're you're a staple now. You're a known yeah. commodity for the brand, the promotion. You're facing a Filipino fighter, Roberto Madala. What do you know about him? He, I, I know that he's the most experienced guy that you're facing so far in your career. What do you know about him? Um, I would say... I would say he's the toughest. I don't. Okay, so I don't think he's the best fighter I faced. I actually think my last opponent, or the first Bellator opponent, might have been better than him. Now I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just calling how I see it. I think he's the toughest fighter, though. The reason why I say the toughest is, I mean, if you look at all his losses, they've always gone to the decision. You know, um, what I know about him is he likes to grapple. He's a stronger opponent uh, than like you know, like he he looks strong. However, my assessment is he's never fought um, a striker. And, and I, when I say striker, I mean he's fought Muay Thai guys. But I'm talking about an MMA striker that picks his shots. Like, a, like I'm not just like a combo striker, you know. Like, I don't just try to hit you and hit you, you know. Like, there's setups. There's, there's just – it's like uh, – it's very deceptive, my striking. So I don't think he's ever fought somebody like that, and I find it very hard for him to replicate somebody in his camp with my footwork or any any camps. And unless you got like um, Alliance Dominic Cruz's footwork or TJ Dillashaw to like, because I, I I imitate myself off them, it's very hard to find guys that move like me. So that's an advantage that I carry into my fights. And um, so I know obviously he's gonna try to take me down. I mean, if you watch my fights, you probably. The, the smartest game plan is don't strike with him, take him down. Um, and I know his camp is really good. I know he's very tough, so he would most definitely look into you know that game plan. The only thing is, um, I just don't know if they all like underestimate my ground game or like they don't know that I have a ground game. But I'm not actually a striker. I'm a grappler. You know, I started training jujitsu when I was nine, so like I've done a bunch of jujitsu competitions. I just haven't had the need to take people down in my fights or submit them. Um, so this year you see me in the ground a little bit and I got a bull bulldog choke, you know, which was pretty cool. It's nominated in uh, California right now as potential submission of the year, um, through, uh, NorCal MMA, um, uh, media. So it's pretty cool to hear that. But with this guy, I, I, Roberto, I just, I don't know necessarily if he knows that. And if he does, you know, I'd love to showcase everybody the slick submission ground game that I've built over the years and adjusted to MMA. Because in, in, in jiu-jitsu, when I've lost, it's always been on points. And then whenever I've won, it's, it's always been my submission. 
you know, when I competed in jiu-jitsu, and I've competed over like 20 jiu-jitsu tournaments, 30 even. Um, and um, so I, I just don't, I don't know if uh, he knows that I have that ability. So I'm really curious to see. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight every, anywhere, uh, everywhere, this fight. I know he's really good in shape because he, he fights all the time. You know, he, ha- he has more fights than it's listed. I know that. But um, I know he's going to be in shape. He's going to be a tough guy. But I think uh, this is the first time I've ever fought somebody shorter than me. So I'm kind of happy about that because I've always fought guys that are like close to six foot or five nine, five ten. He's about my height or possibly shorter. So I'm, I'm happy to be fighting a guy that's finally <laughs> a little shorter than me. With him, he's a guy that comes in, like you said, he, he he's tough. He's strong. Uh, he's more experienced. Now, for your preparation for a guy like that, you know, how long have you been preparing and was it hard to have the holidays taken away from you because of this training camp? Yes, it was. Um, it definitely was because I trained during Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, went for a run, Thanksgiving, you know, all that. Um, so I knew about this matchup late November and um, I knew I was fighting. So training for this fight has been it hasn't been too different because my last camp was training against a guy that was lanky. And this this camp, it's training with guys that, that that's a little shorter and stockier. So the only difference in camp is just getting a different body, um, like different body type. That's the only thing that's really changed. And um, I know he's not going to fade. Like, you know, throughout the rounds, he's not going to fade. So um, we're not looking to like make this a cardio battle just because it's just, he showed that he can, he can, he, he's proved his area in the conditioning realm. Now, what we can look to do is, um, strike with him or take him down because his, his complications in fights has been, uh, takedowns. He gets taken down frequently and he loves a guillotine, you know? So we look into like, obviously this is no secret. You watch his fights, you, you know, um, just basically be able to defend uh, his shots as well. So a lot of grappling for this camp, I'll be honest. A lot of grappling. But what was super exciting for this fight was, even though I did get the holidays taken away from me, um, it was kind of like me not doing something that everybody else is doing. Everybody's eating and enjoying the holidays, and I just kind of stayed home. So I'll be honest, I had a peace of mind because there's no, you know, like sometimes it does get stressful. You see your family and all this stuff, but then they have a bunch of, they bombard you with questions. And don't get me wrong, I love family time, but sometimes it's just overwhelming because you don't see them for so long, you know? So my, my family this year went to Seattle uh, to celebrate. And then I just stayed uh, home in California by myself, uh, hung out with a couple friends and teammates. We trained. And I got to thank them, by the way. My teammates, sacrifice their christmas eves and and time to come out and train with me so man i couldn't i couldn't uh ask for better teammates and better guys you know like they dedicated their time to studied clips so like to see them put so much time and effort into me just it, it means a lot too um to have all the guys and, and and girls on the team to come out um so that was really cool and even though i did not get to eat as much as i'd like it was kind of nice sitting at home and just enjoying some TV, some Netflix, and just eating some food, hot food, uh, you know. And uh, I got some boba tea. I, I won't lie, I did get some boba tea, um, but just kind of sitting at home and just enjoying like the process, you know. Like ten years from now, um, a lot of the memorable moments that you've had, you, I kind of it's it's never it's never like oh man, remember when I knocked this guy out or this? It was 
remember when we were cutting weight and then I right before cutting weight I got a oolong tea and I chugged it down because the tea helps you sweat you know it's a diuretic remember when we did that or remember right before our fight one time we got all weighed in and we went to a sushi bar after we just killed it you know it's memories like that that I like hold on to more so like when people ask me like yo remember your fight career I'm gonna ask my teammates you know, we're gonna sit down one day and we're gonna talk when we're drinking boba I'm like Remember that one time, that one year when we sacrificed Christmas and we just kind of chilled and watched terrible movies? Like we watched – when I say terrible movies, I mean like these movies were like IMDb's worst movies of all time, like ranked three stars. There's a movie called Raptor. It was about a dinosaur eating people. You know, it was terrible. No CGI. That's how cheap it was. And I had a blast, man. It's like the, those times – is when you feel, feel like the richest. You know, like we didn't cash out on food. We just got some like – hot pot no sodium you know just uh cook some meat watch some uh netflix and eat drink some boba it's just one of those times where there's not no worries going on the only worries is you got to worry about the dishes you train in the morning it feels great no obligations you know so those are the times i felt like the best so although you know it, it all depends on it's all perspective on how you look at it and this christmas in my opinion was somewhat special it wasn't the greatest one ever but it was special in a sense where i had the guys down with me and we we just all kind of hung out and enjoyed it 2019 it's going to start and yeah. you have a fight set up already but what do you what do you see this year what do you you know foresee what do you not really predict but how many times do you want to fight i think six times i think i could get six fights in because this year i got four and I don't really, I didn't, I wasn't really sure how the pro scene worked. So I definitely think I could get six fights in because this year I think I could have gotten more. Um, now I also know more organizations now. I'm, I'm on the roster. Like the thing about fight promoters is they're not sure if they can trust you or not because they don't know if you'll actually show up and fight because a lot of people back out. They seen me every single fight this year I've had. I showed up. I'm on time. I'm early. You know, I'm actually early on Bellator. You know, I talk to people and they're like, hey, you're early. You're the only person here when everybody's waiting. So they, they like that. It's professional. You know, I built that up when I was an amateur. So next year, I think there's a lot more promotions too, pro promotions that are coming up. Um, so after January 12th, my, my upcoming fight, I'm looking to be booked. I'm already in talks um, to be booked on, on uh, March 31st. After that we'll see if Bellator comes back into town and, and, and most likely they would reach out. It's just on us if we want to take it or not. Um, so it's either that or there's an organization in uh, Canada that is interested in reaching out to me for one of their shows next year in April. So I come out and stay in March, go to April and then uh, May, probably that's when Bellator is coming back and then July back in Taiwan and then uh, October or September, um, probably pick up a fight in Asia somewhere again because um, of the trade deal that they're, they're trying to do. So maybe China opens up. But I did get a uh, – um, actually, I don't know if I should say this or not, or I don't know if I can. But I got an offer from one not that long ago. It's just um, contract contractual issues on my side that I will just kind of like – I don't know if that's enough fights for me. Like it's not a lot. So I, I just kind of um, we're, we're putting up we're, we're uh, constantly negotiating. So maybe one does open up for me. But um, they're very nice people, very professional. They're killing it. I, I'd love to fight for one. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I look look like six. I'm trying to line up six fights. Uh, I'm also trying to get into boxing, uh, boxing or, or Muay Thai fights. The problem with Muay Thai fights is too many cuts and you know bone on bone damage that like it takes a long time for you to recover. The reason why in Thailand you get away with it is because they're so conditioned, you know. So maybe I'm looking into getting a, a one or two boxing fights next year too. So. If we total it up, it should be about six fights, five or six fights by the end of next year, and then hopefully get signed by a promotion, get a contract somewhere and, and sign. And then, uh, you know, that would be the start of my actual career, you know, like the, the beginning builder starter career and then uh, jumping into the one of the big leagues. But the biggest um, the biggest thing I look forward to next year is just kind of about like the process again, like who am I fighting and not just who am I fighting. It's like what? does that camp hold what am i going to do differently because man this year my last fight camp i went to the fight healthy but there's so many injuries in that camp because i was over preparing myself that like my back was tweaked for a, a week and then i was sick for like three four days and then recovering from the the sickness for like you know two extra days after so a total of like i missed probably like almost two and a half weeks of my last fight camp no excuses i'm just saying like i learned from that it was, it was my fault. Um, I got ready too soon. My fight camp was a two-month fight camp, and I got—I I already peaked in the first month because of conditioning and pad work and all that stuff. So the the next, uh, the second month, heading into the fight, I started declining, and I was like, "Dude, I messed up." So I learned a lot about conditioning, the preparation leading up to the fight. So I can't wait to see how, like, after learning all this stuff going into my future fights more and more and more prepared like i just i'm just like dang can't wait to finally see the the the, the vegeta mode you know like the final preparation <laughs> so i just can't wait to see like that 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 after i get out the hyperbolic chamber you know and i'm just like shredded and prepared for my fights because every single one of my fights this year when I fought, I felt ready. But looking back at it now, I'm like, damn, I wasn't ready there. I wasn't ready there. You know, like I, I start, I start uh, nitpicking at things that I, I could have done differently. Mm. So I definitely learned a lot. So next year, with all those fights in mind and coming up, I can't wait to see like how much better I look and feel and prepared in those fights. You know, it's just going to be awesome because at the end of the day, I want – when I'm done fighting, I have this massive amount of highlights and I could just look back on it and sit on the couch and just be like, ah, I, I feel like I accomplished something. I want to be like Thanos at the end of the Avengers movie. He's just sitting, staring into the sun, happy, you know, on his farm. That's what I want to be like when I'm done fighting. All right, January 12th, Way of the Dragon 3, Kai Wu faces Roberto Madala in Taipei. Thanks for your time, Kai, and always good talking to you, man. Thank you very much. I always appreciate you having uh, me and all the other fighters and, you know, supporting us or whatnot. So I really appreciate it.